Yo, 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 Voyagers, what's going on? It's episode 53 of the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. On today's episode, we're chatting hot air balloon crashes, African adventures, and people who really hate San Francisco. Grab your earthquake emergency kit and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rail? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. G'day! Voyagers, episode 53. I'm Jules. I'm Christine. And you are listening to the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, where shit goes wrong on the road. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Episode 53, excited to be here again, as always, Monday, uh, recording on Monday. This is a bit of a mm. new new thing for us. Mm, yeah, we decided to take the weekend off, so sue us. Yes. What are you going to do about it? Yes, uh, and first of all, very important update that I need to tell everybody. Today is Christine's birthday. Woo, Happy birthday to Christine. Oh, thank you. Guys, make sure you send some birthday messages to Christine on Not So Bon Voyage. Uh, you can do it on the website or you can do it on Instagram. Tell her how special she is. Oh, my God, that would be so lovely. Yeah. That would be so nice. Yeah. Only if you really believe it, but yeah. that would be great. Thank yeah. you. I mean, even if you don't believe it, just send it anyway. Yeah, send me lies. I don't care. Yeah. Just tell me I'm pretty. It's fine. Christine will literally, she'll be fine with that. I'll be totally fine. I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was my first update. Uh, happy birthday, Christine. Thank um, you. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, another... Excited to be sharing my birthday with the Voyagers. Yes. Telling crazy ass travel stories. There we go. Uh, another quick update is that last week, episode 52, if you haven't listened to it yet, obviously go back and listen to it. Uh, we debuted a new segment called Bad Reviews. Debut. Isn't it funny how Australians say debut? They say it debut. It's hilarious. Side note. Okay, keep going. Side note. <laughs> we It was a new segment called Bad Reviews, and it's back again this week. I've got a couple this time, and it was where we were looking at some of the most famous and renowned places and attractions and landmarks around the world and looking at what people had to say uh, as the bad reviews for them, the one-star reviews. Yeah, so these are the most beloved landmarks that people travel miles and miles to go to. We want to know what people are complaining about, what those one-star reviews are. So we're going to read those aloud in our new segment. Yes, and we also had, we are, we put a shout out to say, what uh, could we call that segment? Because we know historically Christine is terrible at organizing names for stories or segments. And we had one uh, input. It was called Not So Bon Reviews. I like that. Which I thought was good. So we're going to go with that for now, unless anybody thinks of a better one. <laughs> I like that. Not So Bon Reviews. Yes. And another quick update is that we also put a shout out, uh, not a shout out, we put a call out on our Instagram at Not So Bon Voyage for Voyager questions, uh, Q&A. If you had a question for us, we would answer it on the podcast. Mm. And one of those questions we got, uh, I actually thought this was probably the funniest one, was from a fellow travel podcaster called Tom Page at The Worst Traveler, and he asked us, which I think is very in line with our theme and the things we ask other people, was what is the worst toilet we've encountered? Oof. Well, we've been to some nasty toilets. Wow. We have encountered some really crappy toilets. Oh, no pun, pun intended. Pun intended. Pun okay. intended. Okay. Um, I would have to say one of, like, we've done, like, the squat toilets and the holes in the ground in Southeast Asia, I actually Morocco. don't mind. I don't, I don't mind, mind those. those. I mean, nat- you're supposed to be squatting naturally. That's more conducive to your bowel movement. <laughs> so a squat toilet is actually not too bad. Um, yeah, so those aren't that bad. Definitely takes a bit of getting used to, though. I feel yes. like for the first time. I remember I definitely had some interesting experiences. The first time I did a squat toilet in Thailand, I was like, hmm, 
I'm not really sure what to do here, but I feel like people are very scared of the idea of a, uh, a squat toilet, mm. but they're not that bad. They're, they range as well. Some are nicer than others. So a lot of them are just literally a hole in the ground. Yes. And and by ground, I mean the floor of the bathroom area yeah. with the hole. And those, I don't know, the ones that freak me out are the compost toilet porta potties that have a really far way down and you can feel like a breeze on your tushy and it's like oh my god that's just scary how far down that is so something about that that freaks me out what if i fell in i probably wouldn't but you You were literally falling into a pile of shit and you would fall so far oh my god Uh, i actually can't even think about that but one of the worst toilets wasn't actually traveling abroad but was that burning man Generally, the porta potties of Burning Man are not that bad, but this was out in deep playa, and it was a very wild night. And I went in the porta potty, and luckily I had my flashlight with me because I looked, and there was literally fecal matter on the toilet seat. And I was like, "I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. done. I'm good. I'll put my pants. I don't need I'm to good. go to the bathroom. I'm good. I don't oh, need to go that bad. It was horrible." Yeah, but otherwise, I would just say probably the worst toilet experiences or the worst toilets we've encountered. Would be at some of the cheaper hostels. Uh, mm. I've told my story many times about the time I got sick in El Salvador with, with the worst food poisoning ever. And just a typical budget backpackers that we were at the time, we did not splash out for a nice hotel. We stayed at a place, it was probably about $6 a night, and it had a shared bathroom that looked like something from a prison. There was definitely like scratchings and markings on the wall. There was no toilet seat. I had to squat over this disgusting toilet and I had to go to the toilet at least a dozen times. No exaggeration, at a minimum, a dozen times throughout the night with this terrible food poisoning. That's mm. definitely the worst toilet I probably have encountered. Yeah, that one was pretty gnarly. I remember that. It looked like a prison. Yeah. So we've had some bad toilet experiences. We definitely have. So thanks, thanks for the question. Thanks, Tom. And uh, if you've got any questions for us that you want us to answer, I mean, we ask our voyagers questions like, what's the worst country they've been to or their least favorite? What's the most overrated uh, landmark? Or have they ever pooed their pants? If you've got any fun questions that you would like us to ask our guests or if you want to ask us, hit us up at Not So Bon Voyage on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can always email us. We are open books, so we'll answer any questions. We certainly are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get into today's episode. We have a couple of in the newses. And then, Christine, what are you telling me today? I'm telling you a Voyager submission. Okay. We love Voyager submissions. And then I'm going to wrap up today's episode with a couple of not-so-bond reviews. Love it. I'm really excited about those. Okay. Let's get into it. Here's in the news. There's a couple of stories that I want to talk about from the week that has been. The -hmm. first one, my story is called Not So Full of Hot Air. I love it. We're really on theme with the Nazis. Oh, we're really killing it right now. Okay, so this one is terrifying. Oh, um, first of all, let me preface it by saying everybody was fine. Okay. At least the last time I checked. Okay, mm, I need okay. a little update, but okay. Okay, so three hot air balloons crashed last week in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Which into is each other? No, they all crashed into the ground. Whoa. Which is in the US, if for anybody who's not familiar with Wyoming. It is a state that's like in the middle. It's where Yellowstone is. Um, Jackson Hole is a famous like ski place. I think it's like, yeah, resort town. Resort or town type thing. And obviously it's famous for hot air balloons. And three of them crashed in what was like a freak strong wind that blew them oh. a downdraft or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard uh, to – I'm not exactly sure what happened. But we're not was, a wind podcast. We're not a wind podcast. I know that you would think that being based – like being very strongly associated with avian and aviation aeronautical mm-hmm. ties that there aerospace would be – Aerospace well. that there would be something to do with the wind, but it, it 
believe me, it's a completely different category. It's a whole different subject. It's don't whole- ask, ask us anything about wind. We, yeah, we, it's actually kind of a point of tension. We actually don't like to discuss wind. Mm. It's just this weird rivalry we have with the wind people. It's like a, it's a whole thing. I didn't want to bring it up. But we you don't did. want to get into it. Let's not get into it. Okay, so there were 36 passengers on board the hot air balloon. So I guess it was three of 12. And it was about eight in the morning. And this reports are some strong downdraft just hit the balloons and they all just went down and they dropped basically dropped out of the sky within a few hundred yards of each other. <gasps> yes. And there oh were... Oh, my God. That sounds terrifying. I know. So there were no deaths. Uh, there were... Some people were pretty uh, shaken up. 11 people were taken away by ambulance and one was helicoptered to a trauma center. Whoa. So that person was probably pretty injured. But other than that, 24 of them... We're fine. That's like, insane. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So this is a quote from some, I think somebody at the company or maybe someone in the park. Uh, they said, they really were just a victim of an unforecasted weather event with a microburst downdraft wind that really drove all three balloons into the ground at very high rates of speed. Damn. Yes. And it said they all individually crashed at a pretty high rate of speed due to being out of control with this high wind that they experienced. That's Does it say what, what speed? No, it doesn't. But it just has a high rate of speed that they hit wow. the ground. So isn't that crazy? I can't believe nobody died. I know. I know. Because they go up. I mean, they definitely go up high enough for you to crash and, like, die. Do they have airbags <laughs> <laughs> that deploy and they just kind of smush you into the middle of the basket and you're, like, safe in this little cocoon? That would be nice. Maybe. Considering it's a hot air balloon, they yeah. should have hot air airbags i feel like a lot can go wrong with a hot air balloon you're talking fire you're talking height what else you're talking wind you're talking many things yeah i mean you've got two things really Uh, my main thing so actually so here was my question to you and to anybody who else wants to uh write into us hot air balloon yay or nay oh that's a hard one i've never been up in one never been up either I feel like I would do it on a very good day because we were going to do it for when we got engaged. Yes, we were. We planned that and then we didn't do it. But yeah, that's as close as I've come. But also in Estonia, we went in that hot air balloon simulator kind of thing. It wasn't a simulator. No, no. It's a real hot air balloon, but it goes like same everything exactly like hot air balloon, but it's attached to a rope. So it only goes up like three or 400 yards like 100, 150 meters or something. So you go above the town, get a great view, but you don't actually take off and... It, and that was scary. That was only a third of what you would normally go up in, I think. Yes, go yes. Go up to the height. And that was terrifying. I remember looking down and being like, what the hell? It was also actually, really cold up there. Yes, I actually remember at one point we were kind of huddled down and we didn't want to look over the edge. I was pretty much on the ground. of the. <laughs> I was on the floor of the basket, like, give me down. How can I get lower? It was it was really scary, actually. So I don't know if I'd be able to handle one, but the the idea is nice. Yeah. But now they're all banging, crashing, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the stats are in terms of hot air balloons going down and deaths, but I feel like if you were going down in a hot air balloon... I don't know. I mean, it's got to be safer than going down in a plane or a helicopter. I wonder if it's safer than skydiving because I've done that. I wonder if you would like parachute down slowly. Mm. Mm. Don't know. That'd be cool. Things to look up. Things to look up. Okay, that was very interesting. Yes. All right. I got one more in the news before we get into your Voyager submission. Okay. Love it. This one's called Got Room for One More? Always. Yes. Okay. So a couple rented their place on Airbnb in the Scottish Highlands, mm, and they were shocked nice. to find 23 extra guests on their property. 
Whoa, that's a lot of that's extra gas. That's a lot gas. of extra gas. So originally they booked it for just seven people uh, and they were alerted by neighbours when 12 cars showed up and were in the drive. So the neighbours must have been like, hey, yeah, uh, so I don't know what's happening on your property, but there's a, over a dozen cars here. Oh, so, okay, okay. I thought you meant a couple rented an Airbnb to stay in and they came and there were like 23 random people there. No, 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 no. Okay, so a couple rented out their property. Yes, they rented and out their property. Those people did the old sneaky sneak where they had more people than they said. Yes, exactly. So a couple who owned the place, they thought they were renting it out to just seven guests. And then when the neighbors reported that there was like a dozen cars there, they went around and they found that there was about 30, maybe even more than 30 people staying at their property. So they were like, what the fuck? Oh my God, that's so bad. Yes. They said that there were tents pitched all over the yard, all over the garden. Wow. And there was stuff all over the yard. And they said, this is what uh, they told the daily record. It was unbelievable. Such a shock. They had taken my furniture into the garden and there was a bench from the kitchen there and cushions from the sofa. We had a look through the windows and Martin said, um, I'm assuming that's her husband, said there was a big long sword on the bed. The a furni- big long sword. Yeah. The furniture in the lounge was all piled up. They had taken the mirrors off the walls and there was a big axe on the table outside. What the? F- were they going to do some sort of like Ritual. Jonestown uh, group with suicide situation or something? Well, they said that they think that it might have been a religious group who had booked it out and were using it. Maybe some kind of like... Satanic? Or weird Scottish Highlands group. Cult? I'm not sure. A cult maybe. <laughs> Because the neighbors said that they reported seeing like up to 30 or 40 people praying along benches. What the hell? So I don't know what was going that's on. That's wild. But what a, what a wild not so bon voyage for the uh, Airbnb host. Whoa, that's crazy. Yes. And then so the police were called and they kicked everyone off out of the property. And Airbnb obviously kicked the people off their platform as well in a swift response. Yeah, I would think so. That's really taking it way too far. Yes. That's extreme. But who doesn't add a few people to their listing? Let's be honest. Oh, I mean, we all do it. We all you do gotta it. You got to be clever. You got to have as many, as few cars as possible. Yes. Cram everybody in the cars, sneak just a couple extra people, bring some blow up mattresses. I mean, Vegas, that's literally Vegas. Everybody does that. But 23 extra people, you said? 23 extra people. That's too much, guys. Too many people. Too much. Spring for another Airbnb nearby. Meet up in the park to do your satanic, satanic rituals. rituals. Bring your long swords, BYOA. That's bring your own axe. Wow, that's really crazy. I wonder if they were doing some sort of like ceremony with some with a substances oh, and swords. Knows? And swords. Swords and substances. Yeah. That's Maybe actually that'll the, be name. the title of this podcast. Yeah. That's this episode. There we go. That's the name. Swords, long swords and substances. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Good story. Mm. Okay, are we ready to get into our Voyager submission? Pew, pew, pew. Let's do it. Is that a yes? Yeah, that's a yes. Okay, I titled this one Sierra Leone. Is it Sierra Leone or Sierra, Sierra Leone? I think it's definitely not Leone. Who's Tia Leone, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, and that story. Aunt Leone. Yep. I mean, you know. Creativity marks, definitely not. Let me wait, <laughs> let me just ask one quick question. Does it take place in Sierra Leone? Yes. Okay, God. Oh, God. I suck at this game. Okay. Okay. Let's go for it. Okay, so this is a Voyager submission from Nora Livingstone. She runs Animal Experience International, which is an ethical volunteer travel company. Very well done. animal experiences and whatnot. Uh, I'll put the website in the show notes for anyone who's interested. You can hop on that, say hi to Nora. 
Thank you for sending in the story. Ethical animal Nora. experiences. Gotta yes. love it. Gotta Volunteer love it. Gotta travel. support it as well. Gotta support it. Gotta we love to see it. Gotta as do you it. know. We're very into that. Gotta do it. So this story is from 2013, back in the day when Good we year. could roam freely around the planet and just travel to our heart's content, and we had no idea that this was coming. Yep. Sorry. Good year. To, we had to talk about COVID at least once every episode, Yeah, I guess. obviously. 2013, good year. Very good year. Very good year. I don't know how everybody else's 2013 was, but for us, it's when we started our travel blog, and it's when we mm-hmm. basically turned, decided to start doing what we were doing. Anyway. Yeah. Huge year. Huge year. Story for a different time. Story for a different time. So Nora, in 2013, she's leaving Sierra Leone, where she's been volunteering with the Sierra Leone Animal Welfare Society. Good on you, Nora. She's very into animals. Very cool. We're into that. So she's catching a plane to Ghana. So she wakes up at 5 a.m., my literal nightmare. Yes, Horrible. You would hate that. Oh my God. It's probably still dark out. I feel like whenever you're traveling, you're going somewhere, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. or earlier. Why is that? I... Can we make everything just a little bit later? <laughs> a little bit of a sleep in? Rant over. Rant over. So, so she has to catch the 6 40 a.m. I'll let you rant today because you birthday. Thank you. Um, I can rant. I could just spend the whole rest of this episode ranting. Come on, I got a lot guys, of things to say, guys. Guys, we've got to let guys. it do it. It's, uh, and <laughs> it's I've got birthday. a thing to say. <laughs> okay, so she's catching the 6.40 a.m. ferry to get to the airport to fly to Ghana. Yep. And then I think to Uganda. Okay. So she gets to the dock. She looks around. There's no one there waiting for the ferry, but she's pretty early, so she's not freaking out. But after about 20 minutes... Someone comes up and asks her why she's so early. So she says that her flight departure time is at 8.20. So actually a 6.40 a.m. ferry is cutting it kind of close. So she's mm-hmm. not that early. Yep, yep. And then the person proceeds to tell her that there is no 6.40 a.m. ferry. The first Standard. ferry is at 5 a.m. And the next one isn't until 2 p.m. Okay, so she's she's way so off then. She's way off. She's way off. What time do you have to get up for the 5 o'clock ferry then? Ugh. Oh my god! Like three thirty. Don't even worry about going to bed. Just don't, don't, just don't go. Go, don't yeah. go on the ferry. Basically, yeah, it's, it's just go. <laughs> just skip it. So I feel like we've been in these situations before where you're told like a certain schedule, and then it turns out to be completely different. Oh, every time in the right? Philippines, it was like that. So the Philippines, uh, a country of more than seven thousand islands, they rely on the ferry services quite a lot. You are always sort of island hopping with ferries, and their ferry schedule. First of all, you can't find it ever. It's not like you can just go onto philippinesferryschedule.com and find <laughs> what's going on. And second of all, even if you get the ferry schedule, it doesn't run on time. It's outdated. It, it's it basically just show up when you want to go and just wait for the next ferry. And then it's also like, oh, it's supposed to leave at two, but it wasn't full enough, so they wait. It, there is no schedule, I feel like, and especially the smaller areas. There's no such thing as a schedule. It's just the ferry runs between 9 and 5 and it runs when it feels like it. Yeah, but it's a good lesson for like type A people to go to these countries and experience this because it's like, oh, you just have to go with the flow and don't make hard plans because maybe your ferry actually leaves four hours later or whatever, you know? So Them's the brakes, kids. Them's the brakes. That's what traveling is all about, just going with the flow. So she's trying to figure out her options. There is a car ferry, but it takes 45 minutes to cross the bay, and it doesn't leave till 8, so obviously that doesn't work. And then she's told she can charter a private speedboat for $350, which I thought sounded really expensive. 
Yes. For Sierra Leone. I mean, I don't know what the price of things is there, but it sounds expensive to me. Yes, it does seem very expensive. And so she's like, okay, like, maybe I'll just do that. You know, I got to get to this flight. I got to make this happen. First of all, can I just say this sounds like a racket? It totally sounds like a racket. It sounds like something that I don't know where your story's going. I don't want to be a spoiler alert, but this sounds like something that would happen in a lot of places around the world where somebody would show up and be like, oh, that ferry isn't actually running when it is. And be like, well, your only options are this speedboat and then just rack at you. Totally. Because it's a private speedboat. So it only probably, you know, people who have a bit of money can afford that. So they're like, crank it up. 350 bucks, man. That's and you're so a tourist. Expensive. And you're a tourist. She does mention that she figures she could probably buy a boat for $350. <laughs> but she, you know, you know, when you're in the moment and you're like yeah. rushing and it's stressful. And if you're traveling by yourself, it's so stressful. It gets wild. You're like, and you have, it's like the amazing race. And you have one, like sometimes you can get very one track minded where you're like, I just know I need to get to here. Totally. So you kind of don't think outside the box. And it's also hard to think outside the box when you're in a country that you're not familiar with, you don't know people, you don't know the customs, you don't know that. It's just like you get presented an option and often it sounds like the right idea because you don't know, oh, I could have actually gone down the street and rented it for $50. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So basically this whole day of hers is like the amazing race. <laughs> She's trying to get from point A to point B and there's a lot of stuff that goes wrong. So I will continue. So she's like, okay, 350 bucks, maybe I can make this happen. Okay, but so she buy herself? She buy herself. Okay. But of course, the ATMs in town don't have money in them. Mm-hmm. Also, very classic standard, standard move. So common. There's so many places we go, and it's like, oh, the ATMs don't have money today. In mm. the whole town. You can get really screwed. Yeah. Western U- Union wasn't open yet, so she couldn't get the money together, and they didn't take credit cards. So it was like, she can't get 350 bucks together. Yeah. So the driver that took her to the dock is like, okay, I'm going to help you, which is so nice. Like sometimes you really need a local to be like, I'm going to help you because Driver's in on it. Yeah. Always skeptical. <laughs> Driver's in on it. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> the driver takes her to Dr. I'm probably going to pronounce this guy's name wrong. Dr. Oh. Jallo's house. J-A-L-L-O-H. Jello? Jello? Mm. Jello? I don't know. Dr. Jello's house? Dr. Jello. So, just call him Dr. J. Dr. J. That's great. Dr. J is a great name. Yeah. Okay, so he's the founder Julius of the- Irving, basketballer. Oh, oh yeah. I thought I knew Dr. J. Dr. J, baby. Dr. J. Okay, so he's the founder of the Animal Welfare Society. I okay. don't know if he plays basketball. I didn't ask. Okay, I'll not do, sure. I'll do a follow-up. Yeah. If anybody knows him, let, let us know. Knows. And so the driver and the doctor proceed to knock on all the neighbors' houses, waking them up to ask them to chip in money for this chartered speedboat. I was actually going to say that as a joke. Are you serious? Yes. Isn't that hilarious? Did he have a hat? Was he passing around a pan and being like, Probably. hey, everybody? It's a panhandler situation. So he's, so he's going he's around waking asking, people up. asking people in Sierra Leone mm-hmm. if somebody can pay for this private speedboat for a Western tourist. Yes. I'm not. Where's she I, from? I don't, um, I don't know. I'm not hmm. sure. Actually, she might be English. Nora Livingstone sounds English. Sounds very English. If yeah. you're not uh, English, we apologize, but it yeah. does sound very English. The thing is, I don't know much about Sierra Leone. I don't know how much things cost. I don't know what the standard of living, who has got what money. I don't know anything. So I'm not going to make a judgment about yeah. who, don't sh- wanna... who should pay for what. Yes, not being presumptuous, but uh, is Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so maybe not the wealthiest, but we don't know. We don't We're know. not going to make assumptions. No. 
because they make an ass out of you and me. Yep. <laughs> we don't want that. So anyway, so they're going But can I just say that? Can I just say, preface that by saying this is a weird concept anyway because we live in San Francisco, which is um, like one of the most expensive places in the world. And I can guarantee you if we walked around to our neighborhood right now with a hat asking if anybody can chip in so somebody can get a speedboat, we would get zero responses. Right, okay. So, that's so it's re- irregardless of the uh, standard of living or the uh, the income level, I feel like just as a concept, uh, you know. Yeah, so she'd probably have better, better luck in Sierra Leone. Probably. They're probably nicer, way nicer than people here. For sure, because <laughs> America's very individualistic and like people you know, don't want to give away their money. But in other countries where they're more like community-based, they're more giving and you know, supportive of one another. And so I think that probably she had better luck here. Okay. And Dr. J is doing it. You know, he's helping her out. He's helping her out. He's a very well-respected in this community. I think I'm going to make that up. I think so. I think so. He does the Animal Welfare Society. So they head back to the dock to start organizing the charter. And of course, by this time, it's rush hour. Traffic is moving at a snail's pace. Oh, I was going to be like, zoom, zoom. But it's like, no, no, it's a very slow. She feels like she's in episode 24 because she's watching like every minute pass by on the clock. Like, am I going to make it? And then Keith Sutherland shows up. He's like, you're not going to make it. I can do it. So pretty much. So they get to the dock. The The local she's with is trying to haggle for a better price. But she's like, at this point, let's just throw money at the situation and GTF. So she got the money. Yes. So she, Dr. Jala shows up, Dr. J shows up with wads of money, gives the boat guy the money. So apparently they got it together. Okay. That also shows that it wasn't probably that big of a scam. If the local, I think so. if the locals like, if it was, you know, going to cost a hundred, and he was trying to charge three fifty, I feel like if he, the local guy, showed up, he would be like, "Hey, come on, this mm-hmm. is ridiculous." But if he was willing to pay that, then it probably was the price. Exactly. So there you go. Okay, so they proceed to get into what Nora describes as a very unseaworthy boat. Okay? okay, so they're puttering along. Nora notices that the thirteen-year-old first mate has a questionable tattoo of breasts on his tricep. And he's bailing he's out water from the boat. Okay, so he's a real sailor. Yeah, he probably has like a striped shirt that's like rolled up with his cigarettes in the shirt uh, yeah. sleeve. And he's smoking a cigarette and he's got maybe a cap on. That's what I'm picturing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so they're bailing out water, but they're puttering along. You know, Doesn't really moving. sound like a speedboat. She describes it as a non-speed boat. A slow boat. Chugging through the harbor, sputtering like a dying animal. Okay. So you can make a, your own image from that. So finally, they arrived ashore, but there's a big ferry blocking where they need to dock. So Nora's like, amazing race mode, man. She grabs her backpack. Luckily, she's I'll flying. swim the rest. She, Jumps off and starts swimming. She's, she's flying uh, with just carry-on. So this is a good advertisement for not... Checking a bag. Yes, definitely. Carry on, man. So she climbs up the side of the ship, the other oh. ferry, boards that ferry, and then goes on the other side and hops off the dock. She's not letting anything stand in her way. That's good. Uh, that's like some parkour stuff. Totally. So at this point, it's 7.50. Her flight's at 8.20. Okay. Mm. So she finds a cab driver with a black eye and a huge piece of gauze taped to his head and tells him to drive dangerously. I mean, he sounds like the guy to do it. She's like, this he's, guy looks like he does not play it safe. Yeah, he's like, I just got to... How'd you get that black eye? I was in a crash. Great. 
You're the guy I need. Let's get out of here. Okay. Just when she thinks it's only supposed to take 10 minutes to get to the airport. So just when she thinks they're cruising, they get pulled over by the cops. Wah, no, wah, no. wah. She says she's in no mood for the silliness. So she probably is English. Silliness. That sounds like a very... I'm in no mood for this silliness. This silliness is just a post. It's apostrophe. (laughs) (laughs) So she jumps out of the cab and tells the driver to leave the car running. Is the word I was thinking of? Apostrophe. No, no, preposterous. Preposterous. Is that a word? Yeah, preposterous. 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 I don't know. Okay, so Nora asks the cop. She's like, "If I shake your hand, can we be on our way?" Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The old international sign for the old. Yes, and so the police officer holds out his hand. Nora slips a $40 thing into his hand. Uh, she says, how, how to body, which means how are you in Sierra Leone. How to body. How to body. How's isn't your that, body? Yeah, isn't that a cool way to say yeah. how are you? How to body. And he's like, the body fine, ma'am. Have a fine day. And then she gets <laughs> to go back in the cab. That's a fucking badass move. Isn't it? Go Nora. <laughs> yeah, right? So you said... Decide note, she doesn't condone bribery, but if you're in the system, you gotta play by their rules. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. We've had we've had a lot of examples and stories and, and personal experiences where sometimes you just gotta that's them's the breaks, kids. Them's the breaks. I mean sometimes you gotta just pull out a forty. Had Usually a not a forty, but get yeah. some something. Yeah. Sounds like things cost a lot here. Right? Some African countries I think are really expensive. Yeah. Okay, so she hops back in the cab, she's like we, I'm, I, at this the point, nothing else, <laughs> nothing else can get in my way. As they climb up a hill, they see hundreds of people crowded in the street running toward them. It is the Meredith Palmer, Michael Scott fun run for the cure. <laughs> <laughs> Little office joke. It's actually just a fun run. Oh, okay. In the middle of the street, hundreds of people are doing a fun run. And she's, so she's like, like, are right. you freaking kidding me? So she gets out, she joins them, and she gets the personal best record, and she wins the medal. <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, she gets out, and she pays them all $40 to get out of the way. <laughs> no, the driver's honking. He's trying to get through. Finally, they make it to the gate of the airport. It's 8.08. What's on okay. their flight? 8.20. Oh, God, yeah. Good luck. So she's got an 800-meter run from where the ca- cabs are allowed to drop people off to the airport. Okay. So she half a mile. Yep. Yeah. So she sprints. So she runs to the attendant. They write out her boarding card. They spell her name wrong. She's like, whatever. Whatever. It doesn't she, matter. She runs to customs. She makes it to the customs agent, and he's like, "Take a breath. Your plane isn't even here yet." <laughs> he's like, "It's on at. <laughs> You're oh. early." And she looks around. She sees all the other passengers are standing, waiting in the gate, chilling. It. And she's like, "At." And he's like, African time. <laughs> so apparently things do not go, planes do not leave on time in Africa. According to this man, I don't know. I didn't say it. And it's not my thing. Don't get mad at me if it's offensive. I didn't say it. It's a thing. <laughs> so she is like, oh my God, this freaking amazing race of a day from not being on the ferry at the right time to having to bribe the cop to, to having to, getting cl- stuck having in a to fun panhandle run, to having to panhandle with Dr. J. But finally she gets there and then she's on time. She makes her flight. The flight's late, obviously. So she's not sure if she's going to make her connecting flight in Ghana. She's going to Uganda in the end. So the flight attendant talks to the ca- captain and they say that they'll get the captain of the connecting flight to hold the plane in Ghana for them. 
Wow. Yeah. So that's like, that's why the things are late. People are like, yeah, we can be late. Yeah. And then when she arrives in Ghana, she's like, I've been to this airport before. Everybody was going on the connecting flight. Follow me. And she takes them through like the tricky back door. And then and she's the leader. Yeah. She's, she's a leader of the pack. She's a freaking boss in this day. She's <laughs> like, I, she's like, I'm just going to fly the plane. Like, let me fly. I'm killing it. Oh, this is your captain speaking. The uh, next flight will be delayed because, uh, well, I spoke to my friend and he just said, can you hold it up, please? Yeah, and we will have a new pilot. Her name is Nora Livingstone. Yep. I don't know if she's ever flown a plane before, but she seems to be able to do anything she wants. She so seems, here we go. She seems very capable. I have all <laughs> confidence in her. I will be taking a nap in the back. She yeah. will be your captain. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great flight. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Nora Livingstone's crazy day. Wow, Nora, what a story. Thank you for submitting that, Nora. It's hilarious. Yes. I feel like that's a great example of one of those crazy travel days. Those crazy travel days, they never just have one thing go wrong. Or maybe that's why they don't feel that crazy. But I feel like those crazy travel stories, it's just a succession of things that constantly go wrong. And then it's this. And then you get into this state where you're so frazzled that you start to make mistakes as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you start to... You know, like you, you can't do anything and you're like, oh, you messed up something. And you're not thinking straight and you go to the wrong gate and you got to run back. And Absolutely. And you're just like expecting things to go wrong. It's like it's just going to continue going wrong. And then all of a sudden things start going right. And you're like, oh, this is great. Well, she made her flight. That's the main she thing. She did. She made her flight. So. Thanks, Nora. That's a good story. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Love the Voyager submissions. Remember, we uh, you can go to notsobonvoyage.com slash submit. If you would like to submit your story, we're taking all stories, big and small, uh, good and bad. Remember, we will only read the good ones. Uh, <laughs> sorry if you submit a bad one and we don't read it. But hey, we still love to hear from you either way. Submit your stories, uh, no matter how big or small they are. They don't have to be a crazy, crazy travel day. It could just be one wild thing that happens to you while you're traveling. And yeah, we might read it out. And if you've submitted a story and you haven't heard it yet, it's not doesn't necessarily mean we don't want to read it. We no. just haven't gotten to it yet. No, we do have a lot of submissions. We're sort of weeding them through. We try to change them up, keep them fresh, like not do different topics on different weeks. Mm. So yes, if you have submitted a story, um, we will get back to you. <laughs> okay, or you'll just hear it on air one day. <laughs> yeah, so one day you'll just be we'll be like surprise. <laughs> okay, awesome. All right, we are wrapping up this today's episode, episode fifty three. With some not-so-bond reviews. Are you Love excited? It. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, I've got two locations today. I'm going to read two from each. Okay. One of them is going to be um, from Fisherman's Wharf. Okay. Now, San Francisco, Fisherman's Wharf is about three blocks uh, from where we live right now. It is, I think I talked about it on episode 50, is probably being one of the most overrated landmarks mm -hmm. on our questions. Mm -hmm. And I think... You know, got a lot of love for San Francisco, but Fisherman's Wharf kind of is a little bit sucky, unfortunately. Um, and so it came up with some pretty funny bad reviews. Would you like to hear them? Yes. I have a personal, like, appreciation for Fisherman's Wharf because we used to go there with, as a family, you know, going up to the city as a kid. So I've, I have some nostalgia there, you know. Yes. I well, don't want to hate too much on it, but I, I love these reviews, so let's do this. Yes. So I think that that's the thing about a lot of these places is that maybe they used to be really good places and then the tourism industry kind of destroyed them. And so a lot of people have this almost burning hatred for them because they're like, it used to be so much better. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of places like that. So this review, so first of all, Fisherman's Wharf was rated as the seventh best thing to do out of almost 800 things to do in San Francisco. So it's right up there. Wow. So people do enjoy it. 
but people also don't enjoy it. And here is one of those reviews. Okay. So this is an interesting one. This is called Scummy T-shirt shops and electronic stores. Mm. And this Sounds was about right. This was in towards the end of May. This review was submitted, and it was actually right after there was a fire down at Fisherman's Wharf. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, that was over Memorial Day weekend. Yes, there was a really bad fire. And so this person decided that they were going to get on and write a review uh, that kind of related to that. Okay. They said, last night there was a nice big fire on the wharf. A nice big fire? I wish it was all destroyed to the ground. <gasps> Rude. It's become only a mere shell of itself in the last 50 years. Garbage, cheap souvenirs and crooked builders with dollar signs in their eyes and hearts. Wow. 50 years ago, it was a real place to come to with antique old wooden buildings of food and collector items from the ships that used to be on this wharf. Now it's made up of extremely high prices filled with junk. It's not written in the best English, so I just, I'm reading it as it was written, okay? okay? The seafood is still there in high-priced restaurants and street vendors of disgust looking to rip off the stupid tourist. Wow, that is a scathing review. <laughs> scathing that review. hates Fisherman's Wharf. Yes, I mean, to say that... You know, he's that person. Whoever wrote this has definitely gotten ripped off big time, and they are out for some vengeance. They sound like an older person because they said fifty years ago it was like a nice place to go to, mm-hmm. but now it's shit. Okay, that's the nostalgia. So that's that nostalgia coming in as well. So they probably went there as a child, and it was yes. all like clean and beautiful. And their papa got them ice cream, and then they went back later, and they got ripped off. To be fair, it's there is a lot of junk down there. Mm-hmm. Okay, here uh, here's my next one. It's called All San Francisco is a Dump. <gasps> this is also a very, this is also a nostalgia, nostalgia driven one. I first moved to San Francisco in 1980. So this is once again, so this is 40 years ago. Somebody's got an old school sentiment towards it. And I moved away in 2005. Back then it really was a great city. Clean, friendly, lots of local flavor. Now it's become an overpriced garbage can. <laughs> Feces everywhere. Feces everywhere. Yeah. Way too many mentally unstable homeless people. I spent about two days there catching up with old friends and revisiting old stomping grounds. So once again, this guy's like, I went back there. So he's he's got these ideas in his head about what places were Mm. and they were obviously changed. Mm. He says, I was both disgusted and depressed. Mm. It definitely took the I'd maybe like to move back rug right out of my system. The best thing, now this is my favorite line. This is why I picked this one. The best thing that could happen to SF is a major, and that's in capitals, earthquake. (gasps) At least an 11 or 12 on the Richter scale and wipe it clean. What the fuck? What a fucker. Dude, what a dick. I know. So these these are very much... In- I, it, that's like, I hope this city has a natural disaster that wipes it clean. That's really mean. Yes. So both of these people, uh, I thought this was an interesting theme because they both were definitely people who spent time here, had an idea, are disappointed with how it changed, and one of them wants the whole wharf to burn down in a fire, and the other one wants the whole city to be wiped away with an earthquake. So screw dicks. you people. We don't want you here anyway. Yeah, dicks. Jerks. Rude. Rude. Okay, my next not so bomb review, I'm gonna to go to a natural place because Fisherman's Wolf is very man-made. And I thought it would be funny to see a place that is a natural attraction because it's amazing that people can find something wrong with natural beauty. But here we go. Hmm. I'm doing the Grand Canyon South Rim, which okay. is the number one thing out of eighty-two things to do at the Grand Canyon National Park. So you would think it's a pretty good place to go. You would hope so. I mean, the Grand Canyon is one of the most uh, beloved natural attractions in the United States. I think it's one of the seven wonders, like in one of those arbitrary categories. It's pretty wonderful. It's pretty wonderful. Okay, so these are some pretty funny ones. Uh, This one is called, It Was Too Deep. 
So the review is... Oh, my God. This is the review. It was too deep. I couldn't see the bottom. Also, I lost my pants. They were limited edition. I will never get those back. What What happened to his pants? I don't know. He lost his pants. Did he lose them trying to look for the bottom? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Wow. Uh, Maybe he threw his pants off the edge uh, to try and see when they would hit the bottom to try to sort of gauge some kind of depth. I'm not sure, but he lost his pants. What kind of limited edition pants is he buying? I don't know. What are they? Kanye West limited edition? Or maybe they were from limited too. I'm not sure. Limited. Okay, here's the next one. The title is Big Hole, which I feel like already pretty much sums up how this person feels about this place. I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Okay, it says... Drive about three long, boring hours to get there. Look at a big hole underneath. I'm not sure what that means. Take a couple of photos and then watch the local dance for a minute. Eat some rank food, get on the bus, and back to reality. Back to reality. So That person doesn't like their life, I think. It sounds like this person did a bus tour there. And imagine that would just be like, get on the bus, do this, go there, Mm. come back, go home. Mm. So... They were definitely not impressed. Yeah, wow. I mean, big hole, that's true. But yeah, I could see how, I don't know, that's pretty funny. Okay. A bus tour probably wouldn't be the best thing. Yes, and this is one of my, because then, yeah, because if you drive there, you can sort of go to different spots, you can go to different vantage points and see things. But mm-hmm. this is definitely my favorite one. The title is Terrible Wi-Fi Reception. <laughs> okay. And this is the bad review. Look, don't get me wrong, the views were okay. However... I just find it unacceptable that in this day and age, Wi-Fi was non-existent. Wow. I had lots of good photos but was unable to Snapchat them. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) That person completely missed the point. They are the not-so-bond reviews that we are looking for. That's hilarious. I find it hilarious that in a natural wonder, like the Grand Canyon, that somebody is thinking, where is the Wi-Fi? Yikes. That person needs to spend more time in nature. Absolutely. And less time on Snapchat. Yes, so there we go, guys. That is my not so bond reviews for this week. Remember that if you have a location that you would like us to research and find bad reviews for, to send them in to us on Instagram at not so bon voyage. We will research them. We will find the worst reviews for your favorite places because there's always what we've found by doing this, and we have so many more lined up, but what we've found is that there's somebody who will always be able to complain about anything. That's and it's, true. It's impressive. It's very impressive. It's impressive. Uh, people are crazy. People are crazy. Uh, everyone's a little crazy. We're a little crazy. That's true. All right, guys. Well, I think we've got to wrap up because it's Christine's birthday. I've got to get this podcast out and we've got to go celebrate Queen Christine. Woo! Let's do it. Woo-hoo. Don't forget to send me birthday messages. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Voyagers. You've been great. Thanks for listening in for another week. We love you. We hope that you are staying safe out there. But if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Bye. Bye.